It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to the national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. I am Shana, and I'm so excited you've opted to join us this week for a brand new episode of Let's Talk America Radio. Now, welcome to a brand new week and a brand new broadcast for us. I trust you're having a great August so far. Can you believe it? We are approaching mid-August already, and school continues to open for many of our scholars throughout the United States. And always, I wish that our scholars have one phenomenal academic year. Now, do stay with us for the upcoming weeks for more original programming and balanced news talk geared just for you. We have some unique and engaging content aimed to keep you informed in a very timely manner. After all, you have a very busy life. Now, remember, we offer quality and professional news talk in a very busy and congested industry. I don't need to tell you that there are so many different options out there for you to listen to news talk program, and we are so excited that you've opted to join us, okay? Now, if this happens to be your very first time tuning into Let's Talk America Radio. We are so excited to welcome you and we're pretty confident you'll be back, okay? Remember that if you miss any part of this episode or you're interested in listening to previously aired episodes, simply visit ltaradio.com. Visit ltaradio.com and there you can listen to our replay podcast at your convenience, okay? We make it quite simple for you to stay informed. Now, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show is a national award-winning fan radio program offering informative news talk to every single member of your household regardless of generation and we do that in a very fair and objective manner we've had the amazing opportunity to be on air for four years and there we have presented the exclusive interviews on so many diverse topics with the leading experts and celebrity guests available we will continue to cover issues related to your health law politics education business finance music pop culture and so much more We will cover the gamut as we always do. Right now, I would kindly ask that you please use the hashtag LTA radio. Use the hashtag LTA radio, all caps or lowercase, on your favorite social media site. And if that's Snapchat, Twitter, it's famous Facebook, is it Pinterest? We want to hear from you. And when you use the hashtag LTA radio, we do hear from you because that way it makes it easy for us to find you and we do follow back. And another great reason to use the hashtag LTA radio on your favorite social media outlet is so family, friends, colleagues, or whoever you happen to be connected with on social media, they know that you are tuned into quality news talk that matters. That's Let's Talk America Radio. Now, of course, with each and every week, we feature conversations that aim to impress and keep you informed. And tonight is no exception. Let's get informed with the trending issues. First up, 
While concussions have been well documented in football for years, surprisingly, there has been very little research around the impact of concussions in women. Yet, according to a recent study of college athletes, women are actually more likely to experience concussions than men. The one and only Dr. Beth McQuiston, a board-certified neurologist, joins Let's Talk America Radio tonight for a very timely interview. Remember, we offer balanced news talk for you. So right now, please message all of your family and friends for this very important segment. If they happen to be a grandparent or a godparent or aunt or uncle, this is information we certainly want to keep on our radar. We're talking about concussions and kids and sports, okay? And we also have some information tonight on our featured conversation about concussions in adults. And it may surprise you. You don't always have to be an athlete to get it, okay? Stay with us. And most of us don't know that 70 million people worldwide actually stutter. Now, many of us know a family member, friend, or colleague who has trouble with fluency. Nearly 5% of children stutter at some point during their childhood. Now, stuttering impacts kids, teens, and adults. In fact, many well-known celebrities live with this challenge. Now, despite its prevalence, stuttering is terribly misunderstood. International expert and president of the Stuttering Foundation, Jane Frazier, joins us tonight to discuss this very important community topic. You want to stay tuned in. Also, the threat of wildfires exists year-round. However, this time of year, conditions are ripe for major blazes that can spell trouble for homeowners who live near fire-prone areas. Christopher Hackett, Director of Personal Lines for the Property Casualty Insurance Association of America, joins us tonight to highlight some helpful tips about wildfires. And lastly, 80,000 people applied to run in the New York City Marathon this year and didn't get selected. Well, the good news is that until August 10th, they, along with runners across the nation, have one last chance to capture their dream. Tracy McGee, running advocate, joins us tonight to discuss this very special and timely opportunity. So if you are a marathon runner or you're a fitness advocate, you want to hear this, okay? It's a very important and timely information for you. Well, everyone, of course, here on Let's Talk America Radio, we highlight trending news, great talk, and also phenomenal music. And I'm so excited to present the music of the one and only, she's a friend of this show, gospel musician Michelle Johnson. So you want to stay with us. Of course, our signature segment in the news airs in mere minutes and that's where we highlight the top trending news of the day and it's been a very busy day and we're going to keep you informed of those issues, okay, around the globe. Well, let's get ready. Do inbox your family, your friends right now and go to Facebook and do it. Go to Instagram or just go to your smartphone device and let them know that LTA Radio is broadcasting now, and we're bringing information that can enlighten, okay? Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We offer news, talk, and music. Bold Favorite Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. This is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my 
my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Welcome back, everyone. You are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. Of course, with each episode, we would like to acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support is priceless. Thank you for sticking with us. And we will continue to highlight Balanced News Talk in a very timely manner. Now, if you happen to have your own business or you are with an organization that's interested in innovative ideas, do reach out to a member of Let's Talk America Radio. We would love to speak with you about collaborating on some marketing and advertisement options. Simply send us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, that's admin at ltaradio.com. A-D-M-I-N at ltaradio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Also, with each episode, I'd be remiss if I did not thank and acknowledge our weekly listeners. Thank you so much. Your support truly means everything. You're the reason why we do what we do here on Let's Talk America Radio. Do continue to tell your family, friends, colleagues, and we've gotten the messages. Some of you have even told your neighbors about our radio program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to do that. And remember to use the hashtag LTA radio on your favorite social media outlet. And if it doesn't happen to be your favorite social media outlet, you can still use the hashtag LTA radio. Okay. We appreciate you sticking with us. Well, everyone it's now time for our signature in the news. And this is where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And it's been a busy day. Quick housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 out of Georgia. They are on the Charter Network and we present the televised edition of In The News. Now, if you are thinking you live in San Jose, California, you're nowhere near the state of Georgia, no worries. Simply go online, go to LTARadio.com. Visit LTARadio.com and simply click on the Vimeo link. And there you can watch the televised edition of In The News. But right now, we're set to deliver in the news for today, August 8th, 2017. In the news, Minnesota bombing. Authorities are investigating an explosion that occurred at a Muslim community center over the weekend in the suburbs of Bloomington, Minnesota. Now, the act is being described as an act of terrorism by Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton. It's being reported that early Saturday morning, an explosive device shattered windows and damaged an office at the mosque. Police say there were no injuries or casualties with the explosion. At this point, investigators have recovered components of the device, which will help them figure out how the explosive device was put together. Leadership at the Dar al-Fariq is Islamic Center have set up a GoFundMe page to raise money to repair damage from the bombing. The FBI is seeking suspects and trying to determine if the incident Saturday morning should be considered a hate crime. The mosque primarily serves people from the area's large Somalian community. In the news, North Korea's threats. North Korea announced Monday that it would seek revenge against the United States after the United Nations imposed new sanctions on the nation for its nuclear and missile programs. The U.N. Security Council unanimously approved tough new U.S. drafted sanctions Saturday, including a ban on North Korea on coal and other exports worth over $1 billion. Observers say North Korea often uses flamboyant language to make threats against the U.S. and other nations. Now, U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said recently that North Korea should show it's ready for dialogue by simply stopping the missile test. We will keep you posted. And finally, in the news, deadly sailing accident. 
We now know that two Texan Eagle Scouts from Hallsville, Texas, are dead after a sailing outing. The victims, 17 and 16, were accompanied by an 11-year-old when the sailboat hit a power line. It is believed that the two were electrocuted while the 11-year-old Scout survived and is now hospitalized. 300-plus people turned out at a candlelight visual over the weekend to honor the youth. A GoFundMe account has been set up to assist the family of the 11-year-old survivor who is still under medical care. Now, we will keep you posted as more details emerge about this tragic incident. Well, everyone, this concludes this week's edition of In the News. But do connect with us on Twitter. There we share breaking news stories 24 hours a day. The handle there for Twitter is S.S. Thornton. The handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Certainly join us. Remember, we offer balanced news talk for every single member of your household. And I am so honored to put the spotlight on a very important topic. It's one that we've gotten messages on for months now talking about concussions. We have a leading neurologist on tonight and she's going to talk about this. She's going to answer some real questions. So please get ready. We're talking about an issue that certainly matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer, Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our inspirational corner. And this is when we highlight one motivational statement intended to get you through your week. Okay. And tonight's statement is right on time for someone. It says, don't give up because of one bad chapter in your life. Keep going. Your story doesn't end here. Again, tonight's inspirational statement is don't give up because of one bad chapter in your life. Keep going. Your story doesn't end here. Those are a lot of words that are very powerful. Okay. Many of us have hiccups in life. In fact, every single person I know that's ever been born does. But that doesn't mean you're a quitter. That doesn't mean you stop there. Okay. Tomorrow will always come and thank many individuals that have gone on to do some great things who names we know. They often hit walls. They often had some hiccups. Maybe it was things out of their control. Maybe some of it was in their control. But one bad chapter, one bad part doesn't mean that all of it is bad. Keep going. Keep pushing. Because the good times, the great times will continue. Your legacy is yours for the taking. Well, everyone, in a mere few seconds, we are putting the spotlight on a very important health topic. We're talking about concussions. Does your daughter play soccer? Are your kids into basketball and football? Or perhaps you? You love playing kickball or softball yourself as an adult. Well, leading neurologists will talk with us about what all of this means. And are you at risk for a concussion? Is your daughter at risk more so than your son? Know the facts, okay? Make sure you're staying informed of everything there is to know. We're putting the spotlight on concussions and female athletes. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We'll be back on in mere seconds. Please message a friend right now and let them know that a very important health topic is on. Thank you. Hi, this is college senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Core, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shayna Thornton. 
Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we spotlight those trending issues that matter. And what matters more than your health? Now, did you know, actually, uh, that uh, female athletes uh, can have concussions, too? And it's one of the most common and dangerous health threats to female athletes. Now, while concussions have been well documented for NFL and other football programs for years, surprisingly, there has been little research or discussion around the impact of concussions in females. Yet according to a recent study of college athletes, women are actually more likely to experience concussions than men. Now, there's a lot there that we need to talk about for our community members, but I'm so honored right now to welcome Dr. Beth McQuiston to the program. She's a board-certified neurologist. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you, Shana. I really appreciate you having me and, and the ability to talk about this important topic. Hi, thanks for being on. Excited. Now tell us, why have we been missing the boat that females also suffer from concussions versus their male counterparts? Because it's something I think a lot of people simply don't think of. That is a great point. I think that many people presume that men get more concussions than women, but in sports, particularly high school and collegiate sports, women actually have higher rates of concussion in certain sports, particularly soccer, softball, basketball, if you look at all of those, women have a higher rate of concussion than do their male counterparts. And that's interesting information for many people to know. Now, uh, it seems to be to me that women may be more at risk than men. Do we know why? That is very insightful. You know, looking at this, we don't exactly know why girls and women are more susceptible to concussions, but some researchers believe that it's because we have smaller, less muscular necks and our heads are more susceptible to trauma. So this may also account why women have a higher concussion rate when, for example, heading the ball in soccer. I see. Simply built differently. Wow. Now, I don't want to miss the obvious, and I'm asking for myself, and I'm sure a listener out there right now in New York City, what are those symptoms of a concussion? And please explain, for any parent or guardian or anyone that's participating in sports in their community, what should they know? Of course, you're a neurologist, and you know a lot about it. Help us out. Another really important question. So, and very insightful, too, because actually at Abbott we did a survey of 1,000 people, and in the United States, and we saw that the vast majority of folks know that concussion is important, but they don't know the signs and symptoms. So the common signs and symptoms with concussion would include things like headache, dizziness, confusion, some memory loss, uh, perhaps people just feel unwell, sleep problems, or not feeling quite themselves. It also can include things like feeling a bit nauseous. So those are some common symptoms to be aware of. Now, would it necessarily happen immediately following an incident on the field, or it can actually happen a few days later? Another excellent point, Shana. There are several misconceptions out there, and one of them is that it has to hit you right away, and that's simply not true. Some, Some people may get up and feel fine, and then their symptoms evolve over time. So if it you don't feel nauseous right away, but you feel sick later on in the day, that could also be a sign or symptoms ongoing that you have a concussion and need to be evaluated. And when we say evaluated, there are many parents who found themselves saying, well, I'm on the verge, I see my son, my daughter, they're on the field, they, they seem a little disoriented, but they say, well, I'll wait a few hours, I'll wait a few days. You being, of course, a neurologist, how critical is it that we seek medical attention immediately? 
Well, it's absolutely essential, especially if someone loses consciousness uh, or is feeling very, very poorly. Um, that said, even if they don't feel quite themselves, it's very important to check it out. I like to say, when in doubt, check it out. And take that child to be evaluated by a trained healthcare professional. You know as a mom and we know as parents when something's not quite right and there's no reason to let it go, please, please uh, get it evaluated by a healthcare professional. And I'm assuming with a lot of medical incidents that occur, if it's not immediately addressed in a uh, proper manner with a medical expert, that it wouldn't help the situation. It could possibly worsen? Yes, that's true. So in addition to if, say, for example, there's some bleeding, you need to get that evaluated. Fortunately, most of the time, most mild concussions will resolve on their own, but you really do need to check it out. But another point would be, that if you have a concussion and you don't realize it and you go back into play, you're at increased risk of getting another concussion in the next seven to ten days after the first. So you can't treat what you don't know. It's very, very important to seek appropriate care. I mentioned at the top of the segment there's a new study uh, that focused on college uh, female athletes. Tell us more about this study. It was a great study that came out. Now, I'm not affiliated with the study, but I really read the results with a lot of interest. And what they did at Columbia, it was a very well-done study. They looked at over 1,200 athletes over 14 years, and they looked at concussions. And they saw that 17% of the men had concussions and 23% of the women had concussions of these athletes in various sports. And it was very important. So you can see that the, the rate was pretty high over the, the lifetime of the athletes and that women had more, unfortunately. Oh, wow. How can we better understand the risk factors? I think that's probably the most important question of this interview. How, I mean, what can we do as community members and obviously collaborate and partner with medical experts such as you and your company? What can we do to get the information out? This is another great uh, point that you bring up. I think it's incredibly important to raise awareness about concussions with everyone. So while we're talking about athletes here, it's, it's easy to think that concussion is solely a sports injury when we hear all the stories of, of sideline football players, hockey players, basketball players, and athletes dominating the headlines. But concussion doesn't just affect high-profile athletes. There are actually are millions of untold stories of people who have concussions while going about their regular routines. So tripping over a rug, falling off a ladder, tripping down the stairs, kids playing on the playground. When we look at the statistics on this through the Center for Disease Control, concussions from falls and motor vehicle accidents are, really occupy most of the concussions and oh head injuries. So we're all at risk. And I have to bring up the P word, prevention, because I think uh, that is a very important concept for us to focus on. As a neurologist, obviously uh, you treat individuals um, or have treated a uh, doctor with, who've been in, who've had head injuries of sorts, but what can we do to, no offense, to see <laughs> you and your colleagues not to get there? What are some simple <laughs> tips we can do? I love this question. The, the best injury, Shana, is one that you don't have. Right, so an ounce of prevention is always worth a pound of cure. Uh, the best thing you can do is if there's a rug, for example, that you're always tri- tripping over, fix it. If, if okay. you are getting out of the bathtub and it's slippery and, and you, you almost fall, please put a handrail in there, put a non-slip mat in there. Um, you know, during this time of the summer, 
as just driving around, I see people not wearing their helmets on their bikes. Please, oh, no. please. Parents, you've got to wear your helmets. They have to be properly fitted. Your kids have to wear their helmets. Um, another big one th- that we're seeing with concussion is that people are texting and walking. We are seeing concussions yes. and even deaths because people are texting and trying to cross the street. Uh, I believe Hawaii just passed a law saying, please, stop doing this. Um, yes. So there are everyday things that we can take steps that we can take to avoid this, handrails, safety guards, paying attention, um, okay. fixing that thing that you always trip over. And that is great advice and great tips, again, to prevent any of it. And I love what you said, the mm-hmm. best injury is one that doesn't occur, doctor. I want to circle back to the female athletes, and I know the study. Out of mm-hmm. the sports that are out there, there's so many sports. Of course, the United States is, is a, a nation built mm-hmm. on competition. We love our sports. We cheer it on. But are there any sports in particular um, that have had higher rates of concussions for female athletes? Do we know? Very insightful. So far what we're seeing is the highest rates. And some of this is related to the number of players that play the sport. Uh, lacrosse, okay. hockey, and soccer for women are the highest rates of injury. Oh, wow. I mean, and when we compare those to their male counterparts, I mean, I'm sure in those, does it, it's still heightened? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, so women are built differently, and it's important for both men and women. Women do need to be aware that they are at risk, too. It's, it's not just the star uh, football player out there that's at risk of concussion. Women, women get concussions too, unfortunately. I have to ask this because it's real talk for real people here on Let's Talk America Radio, Doctor. Uh, there is a mother right now sitting in Macon, Georgia, and she's saying, okay, wait, I hear everything Dr. Kristen is saying, and it's great information. But on the other note, I hear all these information about keeping my kid active and fit, right? And I want to put them in organized sports to help with that. But then here are the movies. Here are the latest trending uh, news topics that are saying concussions are in the forefront of my mind. I know, obviously, you can't address her and the millions of moms and dads or grandparents out they're concerned about this, but any guidance along the way for them to figure out as a family unit uh, what is best for them, to keep their kids active, social, but yet long-term, allowing their child to be uh, here as long as possible and have a healthy life? That is a wonderful question, Shana. And I'm also a registered dietitian, so I'd like to speak as a physician and a dietitian on this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. We see for children, organized sports are wonderful. Wonderful for so many reasons. It's, it's good to get them in a team sport. It's wonderful to get them exercising. Uh, we see an alarming trend of kids uh, gaining weight, sitting on the couch, <laughs> playing video games, and yeah, that's not healthy either. So what I would recommend is, is folks really choosing to, the path that they would like to choose, being informed about the sports, when there are training techniques to follow, um, safety measures, be informed on those. And, and pick the path that works for them. And, and that is such a loaded answer because it is one that's effective, and I think you're right. We have to stay uh, involved, stay up to date with the latest information and make that decision best. But like you're saying, that's not an excuse to go in and play the video game and eat whatever they want. You're saying this is not what this conversation or interview is about. That's right. So, I, you know, it really goes back to having people make an informed choice about picking the path that they want to do. And, and, and this is an important topic. So right now with concussion, a lot of this diagnosis and evaluation is really subjective. Yes. So you, you look at things, and, and as clinicians, you ask folks, how do you feel? Um, how is your memory? Uh, and you, you ask them questions like, do you remember if you forgot anything when you got hit? And, and these, surely we can do better than that. So there are a variety of folks that are working on objective measurements to help with this area. Because on one side, 
you don't want to have people sitting down and not participating if yeah. they're not injured. But, okay. on, you know, and on the other side, if they are okay, uh, you know, they can, they can do that. But on the other side, if they're injured, they need to be pulled out. So you want people to do the right thing at the right time, which is why uh, a lot of us are working towards objective measurements in this area. Wow, that would be powerful in helping all of us as community members long term. I want to know this because speaking with you, I'm thinking, so anyone, as you pointed out, can be susceptible to concussions, and we know uh, female athletes are at a higher risk for it. For someone that is 16 years old when she perhaps has epilepsy, is she more at risk for it than others? So we know, Shana, when we're looking at this, there are some folks that are at higher risk of concussion, and also if they do sustain a concussion, they're in a worse spot if they have, do get a concussion, unfortunately. Okay. And, and some of these would include folks like myself, I get migraines. Uh, if, you, if you have a family history, if you have yeah. migraines, it okay. may be worse for you if you get a concussion. Uh, people with ADHD or ADD uh, may be more susceptible to concussion or say, just as you pointed out, someone with epilepsy. Now that said, it doesn't mean that if you're at risk, you shouldn't participate. It means okay. that you should be aware of the prevention and work with your clinician yes. and, and do what's right for you and make an informed decision. We keep going back, Dr. Grissom, to that informed decision, and that is so, so important. Now, can you tell us about the best approaches to identify and treat concussions? Right. So right now what, what we do is that folks will be pulled to the side if, they're, if you think that they're at risk and if something has happened, and you ask them a series of questions. There are a number of, of tools out there that people can use. You know, some of them are questionnaires. Some of them are re- reaction time testing, things of that nature. And a lot of it is subjective. So we may say, how are you feeling, um, and ask a series of questions along those lines. Now there are other tools that are being worked on. When someone has a concussion now, after you've done these tests, you may also do a head CT. And fortunately, most of the time, the head CT will be negative, which means that you don't see anything on the head CT. But that doesn't mean that someone did not have a concussion. It just means that they didn't have a fracture, skull, they didn't have blood in there. But, but many folks are working towards other tools. So I could say, at, for example, at Abbott, we are working on blood tests. And, and we are working towards getting a blood test for the brain to help evaluate concussion. So just like there are blood tests for the liver and the kidney yes. and the heart, we're looking towards an objective measurement to make an objective evaluation to go along with, with the rest of the picture. And that would be great information for everyone. You know, Abbott is doing, obviously, some innovative things with their – where would you like to see us in the field of concussions in the next 10 years, Doctor? No, I, I would like to see less concussions, so prevention. I think that's the best. That's always the best. So um, improving that and uh, safety techniques and, and that sort of thing. And then if someone unfortunately does have a concussion, what you can envision is you could pull them over, you could do your evaluation, and you could use objective measurements as well. So, for example, um, we've been working for three years with the Department of Defense on a handheld portable device to come up with a blood test. So let's say someone gets injured and they might have a concussion. They'd be pulled to the side, you do your evaluations, and then you could take two or three drops of blood of the injured player and put it into this, this Abbott's iStat system, which is a handheld portable testing device. Within, okay. And then within about 15 minutes, the test would tell if the proteins in the blood are positive or that aren't normally at that level. And Amazing. if they are present, it would be at a certain 
uh, it would serve as a warning bell that further evaluation is needed. So I guess you know, to answer that question, I would say that's an example of another objective test. But all of those would be pulled together to help paint a picture. So when someone comes in with, say, a heart problem, you have a blood test, you have an EKG, you have imaging, and you pull all of those techniques together to evaluate that patient. And, and that's where, as a community, we are coming together for, for traumatic brain injury and concussion industry and the Department of Defense and academia is all pulling together to come up with a system like we have with other, other problems with the body. Yes. Wow. Such great information. I'm with you. I'm remaining hopeful that uh, this uh, will be something that changes drastically. There's less concussions, and like you said, the focus on prevention and being able to get those testing done that Abbott and others are leading the way in so everyone can be as healthy as possible and living a long, productive life. What an honor and pleasure to speak with you. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you spoke about? We have more information, including common myths and and concussion signs and symptoms at www.abbott.com. That's A-B-B-O-T-T.com. Thank you for joining us here. And, of course, we put the spotlight on female athletes. But as you mentioned in this segment, that anyone can have a concussion. And may we do the best we can to protect our head and our brain. Thank you. Thank you. This is award-winning medical correspondent, Dr. Bob Arnott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those topics that concern you, your family, and your community. And most of us don't know that 70 million people worldwide stutter, and many of us know a family member, friend, colleague, or neighbor who has trouble with fluency. Now, nearly 5% of children stutter at some point during childhood. Stuttering can affect uh, children, teens, and young adults, and even uh, full-grown, developed adults in many ways. In fact, many well-known celebrities continue to live with this challenge. Now, despite its prevalence, stuttering is terribly misunderstood, right? I wanted to touch bases right now uh, about this very important trending topic that uh, surrounds us because, after all, we're connected as one. I'm so honored right now to have President of the Stuttering Foundation, Jane Frazier, on. Jane, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Ah, so excited to have you on. This is a topic we have not touched on, but as I mentioned at the top of the segment during the introduction, it's one that's very prevalent. Um, are there, I guess you would know better than I being an expert in this, the perception of stuttering, has that evolved or changed in the last 40 years? Oh, we think it really has, and I think that's because people are a lot more open about all disabilities, but certainly more open about stuttering. And we know nowadays that if you are open about your own stuttering, if you are a person who stutter and you go into a job interview, say, for example, and you start the interview by saying, now, I stutter sometimes, that takes all the pressure off you. And, you know, it's a paradox, but because you've taken the pressure off yourself to hide it, you're probably going to stutter a whole lot less. So we know for a fact that, that the pressure to hide it is one thing that does not help. And, uh, and people are generally accepting once you say, you know, this is, sometimes this is a problem for me. So I think being open about it, and I think, you know, with little two- and three-year-olds, too, being open in, of course, a completely different kind of vocabulary. Absolutely. But with a two-year-old, just say, you know, talking is hard sometimes. Otherwise,
otherwise they get scared. They think, you know, mommy gets all excited if I skin my knee, yes. but I'm having a, 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 a trouble like this. Why isn't she noticing it? Okay. And so people have been told, you know, for so long, oh, just ignore it. But I think it's really important to say to the child, sometimes talking is hard. Yes. And then the child doesn't wonder why you're kind of ignoring it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a great point, and I'm, I'm not an expert in this, and, and obviously you know a lot about it. But I would say if a parent or guardian or whoever's taking care of that child, that caretaker, uh, sees something um, that is a concern, to always address it with the pediatrician, right? Because, I mean, it could Absolutely. be something continues to stuttering, or it could be a part of childhood, right, developmental. It could, it could. And, and, and also that pediatrician ought to be able to refer them to a speech pathologist if that's needed. You know, we also have a film for parents of two- and three-year-olds called Seven Tips for Talking with the Child Who Stutters. Okay. And, uh, And that's a good place to start. You know, if you're concerned about your child, listen to those, and then you're a little bit better armed when you get to the pediatrician and you can say, you know, here here are the things I've done. We've reduced the pace at home. Uh, We're not asking as many questions. Uh, we're setting aside a little special time for that child. So you can already tell the pediatrician what you're doing, Absolutely. and then he may or may not say, well, let's refer you out to a therapist yes. and, and get that additional help. So the more you know, it's just like any medical problem, That's whether right, it's James. cancer, whether it's whatever right. it is, l- learn everything you can about it. And I think you, you touch on a point to equip yourself even before you see the pediatrician or any expert. Um, now, we know, and I can tell you this as a reporter, there's some legitimate information out there online and some illegitimate or known oh, yes. to many. But I will say definitely uh, there are, I mean, I'm sure you're going to share with us some very credible sites that can uh, give more parents or family or friends more information. And I think, as you pointed out, with anything, I mean, if it's from speech to uh, some physical activity with any child or another serious health condition, the more you know, the better we can be in terms of effective therapy and resolution, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yes, parents can go to stuttering.help.org, stutteringhelp.org. And and honestly, there's the film there. There are also a lot of brochures that they can download and take to the pediatrician with them. There's no no cost involved on anything. They're all free. So that, too, is exciting. (laughs) That is, and incredible information again, because I do want to point out, as a journalist, that there is credible information out there and some people uh, putting their thoughts out there, and it can read as factual, and you know that, Jane. Tell me this. I know we mentioned speech um, pathologists. How has therapy evolved, even in the last 10 years? Well, I think, you know, we, we... With the older people, we're looking a lot more at reducing fear. So, so one of the things that people who stutter do is they avoid situations. And these, this okay. new cognitive behavior therapy shows people that they really do need to go into these situations that they're not as awful as they had always thought. And so, for example, uh, a person who stutters may say, well, if I go to McDonald's and I ask for a hamburger like that, everybody's going to laugh at me. And so the therapist says, well, let's go together to McDonald's and let's order. And then the therapist says, I would like a hamburger. And no one laughs. And, And so that's the way you teach that person, you know what? Nobody even paid attention. The world didn't fall apart when I said hamburger. Nobody laughed. Now, I'm not saying that some 
somebody wouldn't. And, you know, you get to just cringe sometimes when somebody will say, oh, you stutter, or you just stuttered on that. I mean, you you don't know how people are going to react. But I think the important thing is get out there. The more you talk, the, the less you will stutter. And these people who stutter who are in professions like salesmen and things, they do better than the ones who go choose a profession where they think they don't have to talk and they don't talk much, they will not make the improvement that the folks will that just get out there and just just do it. Love it. <laughs> so it's an interesting life. sort of paradox, isn't it? Yeah. You've got one life. Make it the best you can. Jane, what a pleasure speaking with you. Before you leave us, I have to ask this. How do famous, well-known celebrities such as actors, such as Samuel O. Jackson, who I have read, um, had stuttered as, as a child and I think continues to a certain degree. I don't know if that's fully true, but how do they uh, tend to master fluency? Well, I think it has a lot to do with, remember, when they're on stage, when they're in a movie, they are reading lines. They have memorized the words. Okay. The syntax is there. They don't have that 45,000 seconds per minute to say a word. They've got it laid out for them. So they, they know what they're going to say. That actually does play a big role. So no word retrieval, no figuring out where the I sentences see. are. Also practice. Practice, practice, practice. They don't go into that show without knowing it by heart. So there's that wow. element. So those, all of those things play. Now, if you were at a casual party with Samuel Jackson or James Earl Jones, you might discover that they would stutter quite a bit. I've been at a party with James Earl Jones, and he does in conversational. Everybody's just blown away by it. But in conversational speech, he will stutter. But when he's on stage, it's just not going to happen. I love it's that. so what exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Inspiration for all of us to reach It is, dreams. isn't it? I love that. Jane, give us a one more time that website for parents or adults to go to to find out more information about stuttering. Absolutely. It's www.stutteringhelp.org. I love it. Thank you for joining us here on Let's Thank Talk America. Thank you so much. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics that concern you, your family, hey, your community. And the threat of wildfire certainly exists year-round. However, this time of year, conditions actually uh, may be worse for major blazes, and that can spell trouble for homeowners everywhere, okay, especially those who live near fire-prone areas. Now, recent record-setting heat, we all know that, and an abundant fuel supply and devastation has caused uh, by bark beetle and more has actually caused a lot of trouble uh, to California. We've been following that in the news and reporting that here on Let's Talk America Radio. Well, what exactly can we do to protect ourselves? And let's have a reality check on wildfires and more safety points um, from someone who knows a lot about it. So impressed and so excited to have uh, Christopher Hackett on with us. Uh, Christopher, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. Excited to have you on. I do want to note to our national and international listening audience, your director of personal lines for property casualty insurers association of America, known as PCI, uh, to many out there. Uh, the first question, which is probably one that everyone wants to know, what should homeowners uh, and renters alike uh, in high-prone areas be thinking about uh, now that we're uh, in these months that seem to be fun, but yet we're seeing in the news there are a lot of fires happening? That's a great question. There's a, a lot of common sense steps that 
homeowners and renters can take right now uh, to prepare themselves for uh, the risk of wildfire. Uh, as far as being financially prepared, it's uh, a good idea to take a home inventory of all your personal possessions. And what you can do is just take your smartphone and take a video and go from room to room and capture all your appliances and furniture and electronics and uh, open your closet doors and the drawers in your kitchen and make sure that you uh, take a video of uh, all those items. And that will be very helpful to a claims adjuster uh, should you have to submit uh, you know, a large claim for uh, a wildfire loss. Uh, you can also uh, check in with your insurance agent uh, to make sure that the uh, square footage that they have recorded for your home is accurate. And the reason okay. that that is important is to uh, ensure that the limits under your policy are going to be sufficient to rebuild your home should you lose your home uh, to a wildfire. And, you know, if you remodel your home, uh, if you make any significant upgrades or add a, a second story to your home, uh, you'll keep your insurance agent in the loop on that so that they can, uh, you know, adjust the, the limit on your policy so that, um, you know, your home could be rebuilt in the, in the event of a, of a large loss. That's some great information. You're right. I think we use our smartphones to video everything from our kids and our nieces and nephews, but you're saying make sure we capture our home. I know you mentioned inside and personal property. Uh, do we need to be videotaping or taking photos on the outside of the home as well? You know, that, that would not be a bad idea just to, um, you know, record, you know, what uh, personal property items you may have on the outside of your house. Maybe you have, uh, you know, patio furniture, uh, other items around your house, that, uh, that is certainly a good idea as well. As far as other steps you can take to uh, physically prepare your home, uh, you know, it's a good idea to, you know, clear all the, you know, dead or dying brush and um, shrubs, uh, you know, from around your home. And ideally, if you could create, uh, you know, a 100-foot uh, clearance around your home uh, and keep that clear, you know, of debris because, uh, you know, if a wildfire uh, approaches your property line, that uh, extra space, uh, you know, will, you know, potentially save your home in the event of a fire. And, you know, another common sense step that you can take is just to keep your gutters free of uh, debris, uh, dry leaves, uh, dry sticks. Uh, that can uh, all act as kindling. And, uh, you know, a burning ember from a wildfire can be carried up to a mile uh, by the wind. And if that ember, you know, lands in your gutter or uh, near, a, you know, dry brush near your home, that can spark a fire. Oh, uh, that's interesting um, and potentially devastating information. Now, we've all heard of flood zones, right, especially certain areas throughout the United States where we've seen uh, hurricanes come or bad storms or even heavy rain and flooding has uh, damaged the home. But as far as uh, fire zones, I, not so much familiar that that's been tagged in the insurance industry. Is that such a case that a, a home can be sort of a, uh, prone to more fires than others? Yes, you know, it's important to take a look at, you know, your risk for your particular geographic area, you know, where you're located. So, uh, you know, folks in the, the western states, 
um, you know, are going to be more prone to uh, wildfires, and um, you know, it's going to be in their best interest to uh, you know prepare their homes uh, for that. Uh, flooding can occur um, almost anywhere, um, particularly in the you know in the Gulf states. Um, are particularly susceptible to that, but if you if uh, you know you feel that you're at risk for flood damage, it's you know very important to take the time to get a quote for flood insurance because uh, some homeowners may be under the impression that their standard homeowners insurance policy will cover okay. flood damage, but uh, that has to be purchased as a separate policy. Well, that follows my next question then. Uh, do most standard home policies do cover uh, event of wildfire? Yes. Uh, fire is a, a peril that is covered under the a standard homeowner's policy, whether it be a you know, wildfire or uh, a fire that's uh, you know, started by lightning or if you have a, you know, a kitchen fire uh, you know, with cooking, uh, you know, that's going to be covered under your homeowner's insurance. I see. And and in the horrific event that a wildfire does occur, okay, um, and we know that it's threatening, but it hasn't hit our exact street yet. What should we be doing in the meanwhile? You know, you should uh, you know make sure that you listen to the authorities and you know evacuate if there's any sort of evacuation order given. Um, you know, the uh, possessions can be replaced, but uh, you know people are. Irreplaceable, so it's very important okay. to protect your safety and the and the safety of your family. And it's uh, you know a good idea to you know have a, a family emergency plan. Um, you know should yeah. there should an event occur, you know whether it be a flood or a wildfire, you know where would you meet? Um, you know whether it be a, a nearby family or a nearby friend. Um, you know perhaps you'd meet there. Um, and you, you may want to create a, an emergency, uh, you know, disaster kit that you could take with you on short notice. And, you know, maybe that would have some of your, you know, medications that you need, some, you know, bottled water, okay. um, anything along those lines. Wow, and that's great advice. And all the tips you gave us to plan before a fire even threatened, I'm sure that's to be taken just a hint to all of our listeners and myself. Um, to do that before, because if a wildfire is threatening at that time and you have uh, maybe a day or two before it hits you, it's probably not the time to start preparing and getting the videos and the photos, right, Chris? Right. You know, the, the sooner you can prepare, the, you know, the better. And, um, you know, we all uh, hope for the best, but uh, prepare for the worst. And, um, you know, doing a little bit of homework ahead of time is going to be uh, to your benefit and to the benefit of your family. I see great, great information. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information? Sure, they can visit uh, the Property Casualty Insurance Association website at www.pciaa.net. And we have uh, tips on natural disasters, on what to do before, during, and after wildfires, as well as uh, floods and earthquakes and other types of natural disasters. Wow, great information. Uh, pleasure speaking with you, Chris. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you very much. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Stay tuned in.
Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending issues and topics and people you want to know more about. Hey, the fall marathon season, it will be here very soon. And for all of our runners, and there are many of our runners, listen to this program. Now, many runners are currently training for the upcoming fall marathon season, as I stated, hoping to be chosen to run in some of the most popular marathons across this nation. Now, unfortunately, many will not be selected, right? And Nearly 80,000 people were not selected in the official New York Roadrunners drawing last summer. Yes. Well, thankfully, Michelob Ultra is awarding 95 runners who have gone the extra mile, quote-unquote, entries to the 2017 TCS New York City Marathon uh, coming up in November as part of the Team Ultra, uh, which is one of the final opportunities for anyone wanting to run the race. Now, I'm no expert on this, although I certainly cheer those on who have the cinema and the athletics to do a marathon in general, right? I'm so excited right now to have the one and only Tracy McGee on with us. Do note that she's a mother of three boys. She's from New Jersey, and she ran in the Boston Marathon back in 2016 with a broken hip and still finished the race. Tracy, you're my hero already. Welcome to the program. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Wow, excited to have you on. Now, you're a a tough lady. I'm certainly going to say that. I mean, you finished the race even with a broken hip. Explain. Yes, I know. Kind of crazy, right? Um, I think as being a mom of three boys, that kind of prepared me for the toughness of this race. But I, you know, I knew going in there was something not quite right with my okay. left hip. I thought it was a pulled muscle. Yes. I didn't really know exactly what it was. I got halfway through and I said, oh, dear God, this is really bad. But oh, wow. you don't get off the course on the Boston Marathon. And I decided wow. to tough it out and kind of hobbled my way through and literally collapsed at the finish line with what Eesh. was a pretty significant um, stress fracture that landed me oh, in the my. hospital for a few days and then off to surgery. Oh, wow. So you have truly set the test of time, especially for that marathon. I do want to note that I know you shared previously that you run in multiple marathons um, to really bring awareness and donate to charities that I know close to your heart, such as Hope for Warriors and Project Purple, right? Yep, exactly. Wow. Explain why that's important for you. You know, it's a wonderful way to give back. I'm, you know, when you train for these marathons, you spend a lot of time away from your family. And so for me, it's a way to, you know, give back to the community and to, um, you know, recognize certain charities that have special meaning to me. And it's really, it's a, it's actually very rewarding and fulfilling, sometimes more so than actually crossing that line. It's just raising this money um, is really important to me and I love doing it. Wow, that sounds like it's all for a great call, certainly. And you are encouraging and inspiring the rest of us to do something as well. Now, we all know about the New York Road Runners race. It's a tough one. Um, but, I mean, here's an opportunity that I mentioned at the top of the segment, that Michelob Ultra is awarding uh, 95 runners who go on the extra mile entries. Now, tell us more about this. Yeah, you know, Michelob Ultra is really, they're all about celebrating people who live these active and balanced lifestyles and those that go the extra mile. And, you know, for me as a runner um, who've overcome my own challenges in my life, whether it's, you know, recovering from hip surgery, you know, other things going on, um, you know, this team that they're assembling is really an amazing recognition of people such as myself who have gone that extra mile and have stories to tell and are resilient, are coming back from whatever, you know, personal, professional, physical setbacks they may have, and they are uh, rewarding these people and creating this Team Ultra, and I couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. Oh, wow, I love that. And so now Team Ultra will actually continue to participate? Explain that. 
Yep, so yeah. they're selecting 95 runners um, to join this team to run the New York City Marathon. Um, so everyone is going to have some type of story to tell of why they um, go that extra mile or what obstacles or struggles they've wow. overcome. And, you know, race day, we're all going to be packed together and going off as a team. Oh, wow. So, I, and, yeah. and so let me get this straight. Those 95 runners will actually be running as a team, literally? Yeah, you know, um, I haven't gotten all the details of race okay. morning, what, what the race morning actually looks like, but they are selecting 95 of us to, you know, be together to run the New York City Marathon. You know, obviously people will be at different paces, but yeah. I think the idea is at the beginning of the race we'll all, you know, get together, and then clearly after the race we'll all celebrate everyone's accomplishments. Very nice. Now someone in Brooklyn's listening to our voice, and they're saying, okay, sounds neat. I'd love to participate. How do they do that? Yep. So for more information, there is a website. It's www.jointeamultra.com where you can find out more information and submit um, your story if you'd like to be considered in the running. The contest does close on August 10th, so just okay. in a couple of days. So I would definitely get out there and get you know uh, your applications in sooner than later. I love that. And so before you leave us, you have to tell us this. You've completed several marathons. You did it even with once with a broken hip. For those training right now, they're looking forward to this marathon season this fall. If it's not the New York Roadrunners race, maybe it's some other ones out there. What's your advice for someone? Maybe they've already done one. Maybe they tried one and they didn't quite finish the marathon all the way. What would be your piece of advice? You know, keep going and don't give up and uh, try and be consistent with your training. But I think the most important thing is to listen to your body and recognize that it's not just about the running and running and pounding and pounding. It's a yes. lot of rest and recovery. And rest and recovery is just as important as the run. So okay. take it easy, enjoy it, and listen to your body. I love it. Enjoy it and listen to your body. And I think, Tracy, that's advice that can carry us not just through this marathon season, but through life. What a joy to have you on Let's Talk America Radio. One last time, that website where individuals interested in this opportunity can go. is www.jointeamultra.com. I love it. Happy running, Tracy. Thanks so much. Hello everyone, I'm Latasha Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, I'm Nikki Smith, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I love listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I love the fact that it's a family-friendly show, and it has great guests, it has great music submissions, and I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I will continue to support it, and I encourage you to as well. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, how you doing? This is L Hustle from Detroit, Michigan. You're now tuning into the Let's Talk America with your host, Shannon Thornton. Hi, this is Carol from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Well, welcome back, everyone. That's a wrap for Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show for this week. But you've got to join us next week, same time, same place. Remember, we release new episodes every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. If you can't listen to the entire broadcast at that designated time, no worries. You can go back and listen to the replay podcast. And 9 out of 10, that's what you're doing at this time. Remember, previously aired episodes are available by visiting LTARadio.com. That's 
That's LTARadio.com. Do remember to use the hashtag LTA Radio if you're listening to the broadcast live or if you happen to be listening to a replay podcast episode. We would love to hear from you if you've got any ideas, suggestions, or you want to provide some feedback. Simply visit LTARadio.com, that website, and then you'll see there's a link where you can provide feedback. And we always love hearing from our listeners. Well, you know we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music. And I'm so excited to conclude the show tonight with the music of the one and only, she's a friend of this show, Michelle Johnson. The name of this track is Walk With Me. Walk With Me by Michelle Johnson. This is one of my favorite musical selections by this very gifted and talented artist based out of Memphis. Tennessee. Thank you for all of the musical submissions from all of our artists and also from their team with them, including managers and producers and publicists. Stay with us and visit our website, ltaradio.com, for more information. Well, I will close out and stay informed, okay, in a balanced way. That's what Let's Talk America does. We provide news, talk, and music. You're busy, but we're here for you. It's one team. Have a great week, everyone. Let's Talk America Radio is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. Views of the guests are their own. They do not reflect those of the staff of Let's Talk America Radio. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.